We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Friartown! Hey, hey, hey. Hey, that wasn't good enough. Good evening, Friartown! And welcome to the Field of 68 After Dark from Union Station Brewery. I'm John Fanta. He's Jeff Goodman. He's Rob Doster. Obviously, they're still partying, which is quite impressive after a 12-30 start. Final score today was the Providence Friars 84, the Georgetown Hoyas 76. Fellas, we watched something today that was unprecedented in Big East history. We watched Ed Cooley come back to his hometown as the head coach of Georgetown, give Providence a game. But in the end, how's this room feel about Devin Carter? Listen. Devin Carter, Devin Carter should never have to pay for a fucking meal ever again in Providence. He saved your asses tonight from misery, right? I mean, think about it. If he doesn't do that, who knows? Huge performance. That's a huge performance by Devin Carter in an unbelievable atmosphere. One of the best atmospheres I've ever seen doing this. And again, like, it was great. To be honest, the fans held it together. Yeah, they were. They were much more respectful than I thought the students would be. You know, obviously the fucking Cooley chants, they were going to be there. It was nothing like two years ago when I was in Lubbock for Chris Beard's return. To me, it was at a different level of hatred and going over the line. Yeah, and and I, I was very impressed with how welcoming they were to us yeah right like there were people here that probably weren't the biggest fans of people in the field of 68 for a while they do hate when you. all of that went they down really don't like they hate you. you more than they hate me <laughs> uh, but I, i've i felt very welcomed here i've enjoyed my time in friartown we've had quite a few of these right quite a few of these friartown beers and <laughs> and, and it's been a blast and i do want to give the fans here and not just the guys here, but the people that were in that building, a ton of credit because it was loud, it was obnoxious, it was vulgar. It was everything that you want a Northeast, Big East college basketball fan base to be. And nobody threw anything at anybody, right? You never would have crossed that line. So I I, I couldn't be, I couldn't have had more fun here on, on this day. This game, this scene, his walk out of the tunnel and then post game, we've, we've got that conversation coming. 
What did you make of Ed's emotions today? And what stood out to you the most about what he said post game to the press? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think he wants to turn the page here. He wants to get these fans eventually. Ed Cooley was never hated by anybody before he left Providence. I mean, think about it. He was a guy that everybody liked. And I said he'd never leave Providence because of that. I didn't think he'd ever, kind of like Kevin Durant, when he left Oklahoma City and went to Golden State. He was the golden boy. Ed Cooley was the golden boy here, everywhere. And then he went to being hated. I didn't know how, how he'd be able to deal with that, to be honest. And uh, today he dealt with it. And then the post game, yeah. and we'll hear a little bit. He kind of went at Providence. He, he obviously loves Providence, but he also took some shots and, hey, listen, I built this. I built it. And he did build it. He did build it. He, there's a level of pride that he has for the way where he left the program and what Kim English walked into, yeah. right? Um, and I think he also understands why there is a level of uh, I, I, probably hatred is the word that you want to use right now, right? And he understands well, why. Hate, listen, the fans hate Ed Cooley partially. Obviously, he left for a job that they consider, you guys consider, not even lateral, probably below. I don't, but a lot of you guys do. But it's the connection that I think you guys felt with Ed Cooley mm -hmm. and the fact that he would never leave here because it's home. And, and, and again, he's out in the community. You know him. You felt like he was one of your own and he would never leave. And I would be pissed, too. I would be pissed, too. And again, eventually, maybe it gets to a point where it's not so bad him coming in, but maybe not with you guys. Who knows? Who knows? Here, here's the deal. I want to also tip my cap to Providence fans because they have created a top-tier, A-plus atmosphere in college basketball. And, and I'll tell you what, today... I, I thought coming into today that we could be in for an international type of incident. And they didn't cross that line. You didn't cross that line. You showed your pride. And and I actually appreciate some of the we love English chants. Because you should. Because I, I thought, there's the Kimmy chants. I, I thought that, that down the stretch in this game, we saw Devin Carter, a Big East Player of the Year candidacy. He is a candidate for that award. They needed to win this game. You go down three. This could have gone south. And Carter, that windmill dunk is one of the. Uh, hey, look, I told you this. The loudest that I've heard a building in years, in years, was after that windmill. And I yeah. think part of it was, okay, there was a little bit of nerves. Are we really going to A gonna, little bit, are we a little bit of nerves. Like, is Eddie Cooley going to come back and beat us? There's no way this can happen. But then, but then, like, that, that was the moment when it was over. Right, that yeah. was the capper, and and it erupted. And behind us, there were beers yeah. flying everywhere in the sky. Like, I've never, ever, ever seen something like that. I looked in the, the student <laughs> session, and just beers are fucking flying, flying up in the air. It wasn't like, but it was crazy. It was like seventeen dollars for those Miller Lights. Like, what are you guys no, doing? They, That's such a waste of money. No, it was they, this fan base, <laughs> this fan base is in a class of their own. Your passion speaks for itself, and that's why we're here. And that's why we love covering college basketball for people like you. We go ahead. No, it's a huge home court advantage. It is a huge home yes, court advantage. It's the reason why you guys. What's the record now? What's the uh, record now? Uh, in their last fifty-two home games, they're forty-seven and five. What's your record? Forty-seven. What's your record? My record is twenty-two and zero. Twenty-two and zero. Yeah. 
Now, again. Man, they're going to kidnap you. No. They're going to kidnap you. Hey, that's way too much baggage and luggage there. If you're kidnapping me, I mean, I don't think, what are you using, a GMC SUV type of, type of, hey. Let's get to our interviews here, and then we'll talk more about this. we got plenty coming up on today's show. But earlier, our guys caught up with Ed Cooley after this game, and we also have an interview with Devin Carter, who had the huge 29-point performance. Here are our exclusive conversations from the AMP earlier today. All right, Ed, it's, it's over. It's over. You didn't win, but you're exhaling now. What was it like coming into this? What were your emotions like? Emotions were high. Uh, I was excited about the opportunity. I thought we had a couple of really good days of practice and preparation. I thought our players, we improved because the last time out, we didn't play well. Butler, you know, did whatever they had to. But I was proud of our growth and development today. I was proud of how hard we played. We gave ourselves a chance, and that's all you can ask. And hopefully I can do a better job in under two minutes to try to execute, to try to get us a win. And we just, we got to get better at the end of games. And normally that's where we're really good. How difficult was it, though, the, the walking in to the arena, seeing familiar faces, then walking out to the crowd and hearing the chants? I don't know how. Can you tune those out or not? Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, you, you know, in our business, you've got to stay in the, the moment. It, it's hard. It's very difficult. Um, you hear some things, but once the, once the ball goes up, it's just like everybody else's profession. You have to be really focused to, to focus your group. You know what I mean? And it's not about you. That's about the team. Um, I just was proud of how hard we battled. You said, I mean, listen, you, you wanted to get to a point where the crowd does eventually gets to the point where you can come back here and, and be beloved. I, listen, we've known each other a long time. I, I always felt like the hardest thing for you to leave this place would be that somebody doesn't like you somewhere because you're always liked everywhere. So w was that hard still to come in and be booed and, treated the way you were and how important is it going to be for you to eventually come back home and be beloved again? Well, in time, you know, in time, like anything else, you're going to still have people who don't like what happened and that's okay. I respect their feelings and validate that, but I'm going to appreciate the people that do understand that change is okay. I'm going to appreciate the people that know I gave my heart and soul to not just Providence college, but to our community to our state, to our city, to, you know, anybody who ever asked for help, we were there to try to do the best that we can to support them. So the ones who are disenchanted and angry about it, they may have to check themselves versus pointing the finger of anything else. Providence College is in a good spot, man, and I'm really proud to say I was a small piece of helping it get to where it's at right now. Thanks, Seth. Thanks. It was Devin Carter's day at Amica Mutual Pavilion. 29 points, 11 in the final two minutes as Providence beats Georgetown 84-76. Devin, a windmill dunk to cap it all off. Describe the final minutes of this game and what your mindset was. Um, I mean, it was, a, it was a really emotional game for a lot of people, so I, know, I knew we had to get that win. You know, we had to do whatever we could. Um, I think that, you know, the windmill dunk is – Something I just, I've always had, I just never tried it in the college game. I was like, what better game to try it now? So, you know, it was a big time moment though. What was the feeling like when you're having exchanges and looking at Ed Cooley, who's on the other side of this? Um, I mean, it, it's good. I mean, it's, it's always good to like play, you know, against an old coach or anything, you know, there's no bad love or anything. Cause like, like I said, I mean, he recruited me here in Providence and if it wasn't for him, I would never be here. 
So I'm thankful for him bringing me here, but it was uh, had to had to let him know, you know, Providence still is a hard place to play in. So you made him aware <laughs> of that. This atmosphere, to be at the center of it, leading this team. How would you describe that marriage between this basketball team and all the people that come see it? Um, it's one of a kind. I mean, I don't think there's one other, in my opinion, I don't think there's one other arena or community that's more supportive than Firetown. So, I mean, they help us win games, and it's a, it means a lot to play here. Devin Carter, he is a man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Welcome back to Union Station Brewery in Providence, Rhode Island. After dark, it's Friartown. It's, they love you here, fan. I love them back. I mean, we do this for the fans. Yeah, I know. You this, did, is, this is I mean, a, great a great show. Turnout. Again, these fans are diehard. Like, that's the one thing with Providence fans. Again, this is what they have here. Like out the Friars, and that's what they give a shit about, and they're all about it. Yeah, and love and it. Love it's, it. It's the... It's the passion of the, the teams in the Big East. And it's not just the, the knowledge that they have of this team, of Providence. It is the hatred that these guys have for UConn. The, oh, the, yeah. The question that they're asking us yeah. about Kyle Neptune. It's the, the yeah. passion of Big East fans. I, it might not be the biggest fan bases that you get, but it, I don't know if there's anything better than that. Yeah. And I might be biased, Fanna, just a little bit. No, I'm with you. And now they're going to head to number one UConn on Wednesday. How, do, how does this fan base feel about Connecticut? You're right. That's Wednesday. Let me let me ask you this. Fourteen and six overall. They're five and four in the Big East. Do you think Providence will end up making the NCAA tournament? I mean, listen. Obviously, when they had Bryce Hopkins healthy, you felt like they could be a Sweet Sixteen team. Maybe even this year, uh, an Elite Eight team because it was wide open. Now, I, I think they will because again. Devin Carter to me is is a star. Like he's one of the best players in the country right now. And he plays on both ends. There aren't many guys that play both ends of the court like Devin Carter. They're gonna need a third guy. They're gonna to me, they're gonna need the point guard play to step it up. If that can do it, then yes. Aduro's a beast down there. Yeah. Aduro's a beast. Devin Carter's terrific. They need point guard play. Pierre, Garway, like those two have to step it up. If they do. There'll be a lock turn. The, the thing that they're going to run into, and, and I was listening to our fielding the 68 guys yesterday, and, and basically what they were saying is the committee is going to look at this on what they've done and how they're playing without, without Bryce Hopkins. Yeah. And a week and a half ago, it was, they were 0-4, right? Four straight losses. Picked up a win at DePaul, which is whatever. You just can't lose yep. that game. Can't lose so that game. It's like beating, the, that's yeah. like beating this group right you here. Get the, you, get the win, you get the win at Seton Hall, which probably doesn't have as much legs right now as yeah. it did when it happened, but it's still a win at Seton Hall. It's going to be a quad one win at the end of the day. You beat Georgetown, which is a game, again, you just can't win. lose that game. But now you got the stretch coming up. It's at UConn, at Villanova, bring at home, at Butler, St. John's at home. After the fall, then you get at Xavier, at Marquette. You get Villanova at home. You still get to Connecticut. You probably have to get five or six more wins in the Big East to be able to get yes. in. But if you get in, like if you get those quad one wins. Well, win them yeah. at home. I mean, again, this team is That's the difference. Home. Win all these games at home and then pick off a couple on the road and you're fine. Yes. Let me tell you right now, the difference between Providence and other teams that are currently on the bubble is the home court advantage. Yeah. I mean, it is. Other teams don't have that. There's other fan bases who wouldn't care about a team being in this situation. These guys do. They know all it takes is to win. 
Upcoming schedule for the Friars at UConn, at Villanova, home Creighton, at Butler, home St. John's. It's about to get real. Hey, we're just getting started on After Dark. Coming up, was Hilton Magic alive? We're going to find out. Plus, Blue Blood Talk, Duke, Kentucky, they were in action today. And we've got plenty, plenty more for you. This is the Field of 68 After Dark, live from Union Station Brewery in Providence. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game you'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops, odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 158. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Union Station Brewery here in downtown Providence, Rhode Island. We got Friar fans. 
Let me hear you again, Friar fans. And then going for 14 hours. All right, fellas. Uh, Jeff Goodman's here, Rob Doster's here, and I'm John Fance. It's a pleasure that you're spending part of your Saturday night with us. Let's go to Ames, where this was a huge showdown today in the Big 12. You've got number 23, Iowa State, number 7, Kansas. And guess what? T.J. Otzelberger now has two top 10 wins this season. Final score, 79-75. The Cyclones win at Hilton. Magic is real. Iowa State is 16-4. and Your reaction to the Wizard of Oz doing it again. Yeah, I'm shocked. But, but we shouldn't be because he does it every year. He does more with less than almost anybody in the country, right? He didn't fit at UNLV, but he, he fits at Iowa State where he was an assistant for McDermott, for Hoiberg. And now, again, he's doing it with a combination of some transfers. And Lipsy came back, right? He came back, and that helps. But they beat TCU on the road without him. They beat Houston. I mean, this is a team that probably is as surprising as any team in the entire country right now. But why are they surprising at this point? Why, why are we looking at talent? But and why? They, but we've said that the last three years, right? Have you talked to him? You, did you yeah. talk to him preseason? What yes. did he tell you? He he seemed quietly confident, but I don't think he was quietly confident to the point of 16 and four right now with a win over Houston, with a win over Kansas. You know what's amazing about it? Like here, here's one of the craziest stats that you're going to find in college basketball. In the last season and a half. Dating back to the start of the 2022 season, Iowa State has eight wins over AP top 10 teams. Eight wins. Like, why are we surprised he's running away to be able to get this well, done? Here, like, here's the thing the, with the thing, it's, You know what? It, you know they what? fall off at the end of the season the last couple of years. They've fallen off, and, and they could do it again this year, but they they've done enough. Sweet 16 it's Sweet 16. But, no, they've no, fallen off. You know what it is? It's, it's, I think that Iowa State is very similar to Providence in the sense that they are a team where they know what their culture is. They know what their identity is. They know who they are and how they want to play. They have a home court advantage that levels the playing field for them every time that they play at home, right? And if you are able to beat good teams at home, yeah. you are go that's going to raise your yeah. metrics. It's going to no raise your well, they profile. Did, no, no. They didn't raise their metrics that way. They raised their metrics by blowing out shitty teams yes. in the non-conference. Yeah, that's that's how they did it. They only had one walk-on. So when they were up 30 against shitty teams, it wasn't like they were putting on four walk-ons. Yep. So that helped their, their net. But they've, they've proven to me that, you know what, they're not just a team that beats up on shitty teams. They're now beating Kansas, Houston, at TCU. So now they're for real. And here's where there's a bit of a difference with Iowa State, Jeff. We always talk about them for being tough and, and defensively oriented. Today, they hit 14 three-pointers in this win. 14. I look at it from this standpoint. You got Trey King from Eastern Kentucky a couple years ago. You got Curtis Jones from Buffalo. He's been it, awesome lately. Like, he's been awesome. So the point is, they've gotten these transfers, gem transfers, not from other high majors. They're not going to get that. They've picked up the mid-major guy who's come in and embraced it, and they can win in different ways. That's the thing that I think with Iowa State. It's not always Milan. Say the last name. You're Mr. Pronunciation. Momsilovich. Momsilovich. He was in single digits today, and they hit 14 three-pointers in one. Now, let's flip it for a moment. What is Kansas? What's the state of Kansas? What's your outlook on Kansas? I mean, it's, it hasn't changed. I don't think they can win at all. They don't have the depth. They don't have the shooting. But here's, here's the wildest part about it, right? This is the first time Bill Self has ever been 4-3 and three in the Big 12. They have Hunter Dickinson, dude. 
Yep. Kevin McCullough, yep. dude, two sure. guys that could end up being sure. Big 12 Player of the Year, right? Yep. Dewan Harris, the best winner at the point guard spot that you're going to find in college basketball, right? They got KJ Adams, who really fits at the four. And you know what they found? They found Johnny Furby. He had 15 points again today. He's averaging 16 but, points over his last four but games. They gave they've up lost 79 two, to Iowa State. I know, but they've lost two of those games. Like that is the wild part. Is they got four okay, guys. How many, but, wait, wait, how many points did they get from their bench today, Rob? Uh, two. 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 Not great. That's like not that's great. average. Oh, I know Jackson two. is giving him nothing. But my point is, like my, point is my point is when we came what what we said all year long was that what they need to find is that fifth guy. Sure. And they found that fifth guy. You know what they need and now? Hasn't you know what they need the now? They don't have a, a sixth six guy. guy. Exactly. <laughs> they need a sixth guy. guy. And, and the other thing is, when they get into a tournament setting, whether it's Big 12 or NCAA, they're not deep enough. They're not deep enough. They're not, and they can't win a grinder of a game like that when they're shooting three of 22 from three or whatever they're going to be. Because they're going to have one of those in the NCAA tournament. As great as Bill Self is, he's not Houdini. <laughs> it's not he like you got to find a bench and it's kind of on them they didn't have enough shooting or a bench or really a team that fits together because Dewan Harris has not gotten better offensively he hasn't to me you have to force him he's got to be more assertive looking for his own and that that hasn't happened so Iowa State is in second place in the Big 12 at five and two in the league who is the best team in the Big 12 I mean, Houston's, Houston. Houston's Houston. the best team. Houston. But I picked Kansas up until a week ago. Okay. And now I'm like, all right, maybe four and three. I don't know. Well, I think this thing's going to go down to the end. Yeah, yeah, it's going to go down to the end. Whoever wins the league is going to be like 15 and five. But the thing about Houston, I know they don't have those great wins yet. They are two possessions away in road games from being undefeated right now. A one-point loss at TCU yeah. and a four-point loss. That was a one-possession game at Iowa State from being undefeated. And the, the one thing we've learned this year, there's, there ain't no shame in losing a road game. We got some sound from today, and then we have some thoughts from you coming on this. So, TJ Altsberger, if you hadn't seen earlier this week, Jerome Tang and him got into it at the end of the game in which Tang brought up some concerns following Iowa State win over Kansas State earlier this week. Today, Altsberger had some follow-ups on what, stealing this, this idea of sign stealing here. Is that sound? It's incredibly disappointing um, that after such an awesome game, an awesome environment and atmosphere, that I even have to begin uh, by addressing um, something that happened, you know, earlier this week. Uh, the ludicrous, ludicrous rumors uh, earlier this week uh, that somehow we are trying to gain an advantage uh, looking into our opponents' huddles is an affront to our players our fans, and to me. It's not who I am. It's not what our program is about. And I'm angry that someone would even make that suggestion. What is factual is one of their staff members cursed out one of our student managers who is mopping the floor under the basket. So let's put this to bed here and now. It didn't happen. It won't happen. And others need to be much more careful with their words moving forward. All right, Jeff, what is your reaction to what T.J. Alsoberger said about this? Well, first of all, I don't know how you steal signs in basketball, right? Somebody's video videoing 
in the crowd. This is what Kansas State basically was accusing him of. Somebody, a, a kid or student, was videoing their huddle and then sending it back to somebody yeah. at Iowa State, you know, one of the coaches. And I, I just don't understand how this could happen. You play it. Like, how could they possibly get that information? First okay, all, hold on a minute. Right, I have I'm never heard you say right. to him, that is the most respectful right. thing have you I have ever said, said to him. Yeah, you Here, played. I mean, here's the thing. Like, everybody knows everybody's plays and sets anyway. Like, everybody knows them. Right. They run them. When I'm going to shoot around, they know everything that that team's going to do. And then when they stop it, it goes to freelance. Right? That's kind of what this happens. This isn't a Connor Stallions thing. Like, this is stupid. It's absolutely asinine to me. Yeah, and, and I understand why Tang is upset. But right? why? He looks up. Why? Why? Wait, why? Because he, he saw what he thought he saw was somebody recording his huddle. Okay? And I understand why he's upset about it. I just don't know what, what good it does. First of all, you better right? have, just don't you know better have proof. You better have actual proof. That's the other thing. You better have proof before you start throwing it out there. And And... My only question is, they all bring out these little chairs. Like we've all seen the huddles of college yeah. basketball. They're in the middle of the court. Like who cares if you videotape? It? Like I, I, I love Tank, and I know he's fired up yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, I know he's fired up about it. But you it. gotta have proof to me before you make an accusation or start throwing something out there like this. You better look into it and then throw it out there and go through the league. It was, it was extreme. Yeah. I mean, it was extremely heat of the moment type of thing. But at the end of the day, the Iowa State Cyclones are 5-2 and two in the Big 12. And Kansas is off to their worst start in Big 12 play in Bill Self's tenure at 4-3. and three. Yeah, it's not that shocking. I mean, honestly, looking at that team, I remember the United Center Champions Classic. We got done with that game. They beat Kentucky, and I was like, Honestly, what I say? I'm more impressed with Kentucky than I am with Kansas. You, you did. I'm going to go off script here real quick because I want to ask you guys about go Texas. Go right ahead. We got two minutes. Yeah, Texas Tech is 6-1 is, uh, and one in the Big 12. They were in first place in the Big 12. They went on the road, and they beat number 11 Oklahoma today, right? I, I mean, what does this team have to do to prove that they are for real? No, they proved point? it. I mean, they I proved they, it. Uh, I mean, I so guess they got to beat one of the big boys. Well, you got to be one of the names, at least. Right. Houston Kansas may not be in first or second place, but until you beat Houston or Kansas, all those other teams, are, are you can throw them in a hat to me. Right? Now, somebody's going to emerge, but right now, Texas Tech, Texas, Iowa State, Oklahoma. But Iowa State's beating both. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Texas. No, Iowa yeah, State's a big boy. So right Iowa now, State's Iowa a big State boy. Iowa State is above them. Yeah. But didn't they beat them both at home? Yes, they did. Well, that's the thing. It's like it, the home games and are. Huge yeah, but can't you? I know Norman's not a huge home court advantage no, by not, any means, but not. Texas Tech still went there and won, and Pop Isaacs. But Norman's not. Norman doesn't have what Iowa State has, what BYU has, what Kansas has, some of these other places in the Big I, Let me ask you this before we got 60 seconds. Okay. How would you categorize the job that Grant McCaslin's done, though, in year one? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's Did you ever see this coming? Well, Especially because you had yes. some off the court drama going on right, right. now. You well, saw them being sixteen and three. No, you, of course. Okay. You. Well, here's the thing. They don't have at, a lot of big. Look wins. at their look at their right. schedule. Okay, I don't think any of these wins are necessarily that surprising in terms of where he is. And if you look at what Grant McCaslin has done throughout his career, you know what he does every fucking place that he goes to. 
he wins. But you know That's what he doesn't what he do? Does. He doesn't win with offense, and he's winning with some offense now. <laughs> well, you got Pop Isaacs right. and Joe Tucson. Are you, you finally a Pop Isaacs believer? I will say this. What Pop has done so far this season has really, really surprised me. I, I look. I, I will apologize. He wasn't to even that good look, today. I will look into the camera right now, and I will say, Richard, Richard Isaacs, I, Rick, Rick Isaacs. Isaacs, you were right. I was wrong. You there got you go, that one right. By the way, Rick, I, I hope you're wrong. watching. Yes. Chance McMillan with 27 That's points right. today off the bench. They have options. Like Isaacs wasn't even that good no, today. But he's the dude. He's the dude who can take a lot of attention, and he can make people better. He's not one-dimensional as a scorer. He can also facilitate. Yep. We've got a break coming up. It's blue blood time. Kentucky went to Arkansas, and it was a game. What ended up happening down in Fayetteville? Plus, Duke was in action. What happened to Jared McCain and the Blue Devils? Is there concern for Kyle Neptune and Villanova? All that and more on a loaded edition. Let me hear you, Friartown, of the Field of 68 after dark. What's going on, guys? Before we get back to the show, I need to let you all know about the Field of 68 Daily, an all-encompassing college basketball newsletter that arrives in your inbox, you guessed it, daily. For less than a dollar a week, you'll wake up every morning to more than 1,500 words detailing everything that you need to know to stay up to date on the world of college basketball. From the notable mid-major upsets to the stars that are out injured to the breakout performances that only our team of college basketball junkies watched the daily is edited and produced by mike miller who spent more than two decades running nbc's digital written content and is subscribed by more than half of the division one coaching staffs the biggest names in college basketball media and the agents that work as power brokers in the sport for just 50 dollars for the year you get access to the same information that the insiders get and before we get you back to your regularly scheduled Field of 68 content, let me tell you guys about the Field of 68 merch store. Head over to fieldof68.shop for officially branded Field of 68 apparel. Whether you're supporting your favorite team in the student section or from the couch, there is no better way to gear up than the latest from the Field of 68. The best thing I can say about our merch is the quality of the product. Anyone that has ever worn a t-shirt knows how frustrating it is when the neck gets all stretched out and the bottom of the shirt starts looking like the bottom of bell-bottom jeans. And there's nothing worse than a hoodie that loses its snugness that makes it such a perfect way to stay warm during the cold winter weather. Whether you're shopping for yourself or for the college basketball fan in your life, everything you need is at the fieldof68.shop. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark, Friartown. Let me hear you. We're live from Union Station Brewery. We're in Providence, Rhode Island after the Friars beat Georgetown. And Senate Coolies Hoyas back to D.C. with a loss. All right, here we go. We're going to turn to the Blue Bloods. This segment's all about the Blue Bloods. Kentucky, who Jeff saw earlier this week, losing Columbia to South Carolina. Today they go to Fayetteville against an Arkansas team that's been underwhelming. There are five and a half minutes on the clock. It was a one-point game. Kentucky wins 63-57. to 57. Cats are 15-4. and four. You saw them earlier this week. What did today say to you? Well, again, that they can win on the road without Robert Dillingham, who's their best scorer, right? He's the guy they can go to for a bucket whenever you want. So what happened? Their offense wasn't that good, right? They got to try to manufacture something. They did it with their defense late in the game. Reed Shepard made a couple great plays. They got out in transition. And again, to me, Reed Shepard needs to – he didn't play that much in South Carolina. 
Cal benched him because honestly, I don't think he thought that Reed Shepard was doing a good job with the physicality of South Carolina's big, strong, athletic men. There were men out there. And when you go up against a team of men, you're going to try. Well, Arkansas has not been good, Rob. So this was more a game that they could not afford to lose than anything else for Kentucky. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Everything you said is correct. And my biggest issue is that Aaron Bradshaw fouled a guy with one second left to make sure that Kentucky didn't cover the six and a half. That's a big problem. Second of all, my other big issue wow, that's is you bad. called Robert De- almost as bad as Kevin McCullough hitting a buzzer-beating three to cover the four and a half at Iowa or State. Or the half-court shot. I am in last- pain right now because of that. <laughs> My biggest issue with what you just said is that Robert Dillingham is their best scorer. That's that's definitively not true. Antonio Reeves is their best scorer. Antonio Reeves is the best scorer in the SEC. Hold on. But Antonio go, Reeves, Dillingham can up, go get one whenever. I guess they're different. Yes, Obviously, they're Reeves different, is their but here's leading the thing, scorer. But here's the thing. Here's Who are you giving the ball to? You need a yeah, bucket. Reeves is averaging 19 points per game. Really? Here's my, here's really? my argument. I am. Okay, and that's why you're a losing basketball player. Okay. That's the guy who played. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Listen, have, up. A, Listen have a beer. Up. Listen, Trevor, bring the graphic up because everyone is talking about Dalton Connect, right, and how good Dalton Connect has been. And I'm not going to argue that. The last three weeks, Dalton Connect has been the most dangerous scorer in college basketball. Antonio Reeves has had a better season. Than Antonio Reeves is shooting 51% from the floor, 43% from three, 88% from the line, averaging 19 points on a top 10 team. And nobody's talking about him. That is all-American yeah. shit that yeah, he's it doing. Is. It is. That well, is all American shit that he's doing. That is SEC player of the year shit. And that remember, he's doing. and remember, Antonio Reeves was as good as oh, gone in the summer. Go. So it's a, no, I'm I'm saying oh, it's even more impressive. Did you know that he took classes at Illinois? It's State more in the impressive yes. that he's been able to come back. Did you yes. know that Jeff Gunner went to Charleston and do this? <laughs> <laughs> did you know you just punched him. Yeah, I, I, there was a punch I, under I the table. Did you know that he started going to go out of? This might go out of before the end of it. We've been waiting all day for a beer shower, and it might happen here. Probably gonna happen. No, but you're saying. Down the stretch in a game, you're giving impressive. the ball to. Yeah, because Dillingham can go get one. Like, no, but, but here's still, this is why Kentucky is dangerous. You know why? Because they have a lot of guys who can because go get one. You can make that argument about Dillingham. You can make that That's argument why. correctly about Reeves. You can make that argument about Reed Shepard, who, by the way, when they made their run down the stretch, it was Reed Shepard that they put the ball in the sand to make plays. And we haven't talked about DJ Wagner yet. That's why Kentucky is dangerous. If they get better defensively and do what they did tonight against the albeit shitty Arkansas team. We're having a different conversation Arkansas about whether Arkansas is a train wreck. They went on the road. They went on the road and they held Arkansas to fifty-seven points. Let me ask you a question briefly. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Trevor Brazil's hurt now. I mean, Arkansas, the must bus. Literally, it might be outside here. And I, I was going to ask you, it is like, is there anything to this big picture for Musselman? Is he going to be the coach at Arkansas in the future? Like, could he well, be I taking mean, a different job? I mean, like, who knows? With Must, if, if you offer him more money, he'll look at something else. So if Louisville came at him with more money, I think he would certainly look if at If someone it. offered you more money, wouldn't you? No, I want to be with you, man. I want to be with you, no matter what. It's a tough career decision I'm there. I'm not going anywhere. No, but, like, here's the thing with Moss. You built it up at Arkansas. They do love you, but Moss isn't for everybody. Eric Musselman is not for everybody. So he better figure it out that, honestly, do it at Arkansas because the fan base is rabid. It's rabid. They're giving you home court advantage. Probably the second best job in the SEC. So to me, hey, flip it again. Stay there and see if you can do it again through the portal next year because you made some poor decisions this year. Let's go to Cameron Indoor Stadium. Duke survives past Clemson. How, how do the Friar fans feel about Duke? 
Well, Tyrese Proctor. All right, Tyrese Proctor hit two late free throws with a second left, and Duke Duke beats Clemson 72 to 71. Jeff, this turned into a wild game. What's your take on Duke's win over Clemson? Well, I mean, listen, I thought it was a foul, but a lot of people are going to say that might not have been a foul on the road. Right, that's a foul at Cameron. It might not have been a foul on the road. I thought it was a foul. You didn't think it was a foul? Really? I, if you have to ask that question, oh, it's, a it's a foul. If, if you have to say, I don't know if it's a foul. No, I think it was a foul. Then it's, it's yeah. I think it was a foul. I think that Clemson gets that call in their building. I don't think Duke does. At Clemson, I don't think it. Clemson gets that's, that call at Cameron. It's just one agreed, of those Agreed. Agreed. One of those Here, here's it. My, my bigger picture here is whether or not they won the game or not to me isn't as big a deal as the way Tyrese Proctor's played the last three games. Yes. He's averaging almost 20 points a game. This is a Tyrese Proctor that we needed to see, that we wanted to see, that we really haven't seen all year. The lottery picked Tyrese Proctor. Yes, and, and here's here's the most important part. I know what Clemson's record is. That's a damn good Clemson. Of course right? it is. DJ Hall's a damn good player. Kyle Filipowski was terrible today. Point blank period, Kyle Filipowski was horrible. Jeremy Roach is banged up. He did not play all that yeah. well. Tyrese Proctor was awesome. I want to give a shout-out to Jeremy McCain, too. He hit a bunch of big shots. Remember, and, remember when you told me Caleb Foster would be the better the better of the freshmen uh, back at the United Center? <laughs> oh, you mean the day he had, like, 19 points? Uh, yeah. And I yeah. said, just wait. What happens in the Champions Classic, dude? Said, just wait. Someone goes nuts, and you never hear from him again. That's what happens, yes. And I fall for it every damn out. time. No, but Jared McCain not only scored 21 points tonight, he had three steals in, 50, in 56 seconds in the last two minutes of the game. That won that game for him. He made the plays. Proctor made the plays. You know who didn't? The two best players on Duke. Philipowski was, was not very good. He was not good. Yeah. But, but that is the beauty, right? Yeah, so they like, won the game. You can win without Philipowski having even a C game. He was yeah, awful. It makes you say, is this a situation for Duke? Where when they, the, the Friar fans here are saying a bad call today. Doesn't it make you say like, man, if they have their full complement of players, can they get up to that tier? That echelon, right? Yeah, they have a high upside. We know that. They have, they have a high ceiling. Who has a higher upside? Duke or Kansas? Duke. Duke. Why? Duke. Well, because they're younger, first of all. And you can see where their players are going. Like Kansas... Hunter Dickinson is what he is. Kevin McCullough is what he is. That bench isn't really coming. Right? Furphy's the only one that you could see making a huge jump. Jared McCain's still coming. Proctor's still coming. Flip is going to get healthier and he'll be fine. Define upside. Who do I think? Is that is it who makes it farther in the tournament? Or who no, ends up no, being a better saying, team? I'm saying this seat, this team. Yeah, I'm saying right I, now, state of things. Who do you who do you think can can do it more? I, I I think Duke has a higher upside in terms of who will be the better yes. team. I think that I would trust a Bill Self team to be deeper in the That's tournament. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think when, the, when it's all said and done, both of them are like top 10-ish kind of teams. So, a, a, a quick interlude before we hit on North Carolina. The other takeaway this afternoon was people that we were obviously here, we were paying attention to every game, but the take starting to emerge here, the Atlantic Coast Conference could be like a three-bid league. Three. Terrence Oglesby, I know you're in your Where car listening. It? Where is T.O.? Jeff, like T.O., this is a mid-major league now. Like, like you can't argue anymore. It, it looks like a mid-major league. Duke, Carolina, 
If you were if you were Jim Phillips, if you were at the ACC, how worried would you be about the state of your you league? You got to figure something out right now. And oh, by the way, like Jim Laranega and, and Leonard Hamilton are going to be out soon. That's pretty good. They want to know what Terrence Oglesby is right now to answer for the ACC. You guys can't understand him anyway. Trust me. Yeah. All right. Let's turn to North Carolina. They go down to Tallahassee, and they win 75 to 68. They hold off Florida State. Guys, R.J. Davis is an All-American. I mean, he is an All-American, and Carolina can win on the road, Jeff. Here's the biggest thing with R.J. Davis. And I talked to him about this the other day. Not only is he offensively playing out of his mind right now, efficient, scoring, but last year he was a liability defensively. Caleb Love was awful defensively. R.J. Davis has now become a plus defender. A plus defender. Harrison Ingram's been awesome. So now Armando Baycott can have a game like he did today and they can still win on the road against a decent team. It's a combination of R.J. Davis and Elliott Cadeau being Cadeau's awesome. being what they were tonight offensively, right? R.J. Davis had 24, Elliott Cadeau had 16 and 66. But what's more impressive to me is that you're playing two guards in a backcourt that they're nobody tiny, thought were going to be good defensively that are both six foot, and North Carolina is still a top five defense in college basketball right now. So my, my biggest question with North Carolina is – the way that they're playing and the way that they're guarding, how explosive their offense is. Like that to me right there screams a team that can get to a Final Four, a team that can win a national title. Do you Are you all the way bought in that this defense is going to stick? Yes, I'm all the way in on Carolina. I have them number two in the country right now. I like them more than I like Purdue. I know that's a bull take, but it's because Baycott and Davis have been there before, and the pieces are fitting. Panda, who, who do you have number one in the country? The team that plays tomorrow, the Connecticut Huskies. But I, I just—they've been there before. They're on a—they're on a redemption tour of their own. They didn't even make the tournament last year. Well, yes, because all their players were losing players last year, so they've all got that. Honestly, right now, a, a, a bad taste in their mouth that they want to prove to people they're not going to go out that way. I don't know if I would say I know I trust them that much I yet. I know. Like, I still kind of want to see. Obviously, they've been great defensively, and they've won close games. Are they inflated by their league? Well, that's part of it, too. Florida State's not great. Pittsburgh's not great. Like, some of the places they've won, and I saw them win at Clemson without their students being there. Like, they've won their good wins where other teams have lost bad games. So, hey. I give them credit. I just don't know if I put them above. That much further above when the tournament starts, Kansas, Duke, some of those things. So, you can – you can say you can make the argument that North Carolina is a better team and would beat Purdue. You cannot make the argument that they should be seated above them in the no, NCAA no, tournament. No. It's Purdue and UConn. Right. Yeah, well, frankly, it's Purdue is the Purdue's clear cut. One. Purdue's number one. Right. UConn's resume number two. Wise, resume it's not even close. Resume wise, they are. Yes. Right. Yeah. So resume wise, they are. That that is my only thing with North Carolina is like I don't know if I fully buy them defensively yet. And I, I know how good they've been, and I see it. I see what they're doing. And Elliot Cadeau and RJ, like, the most important thing they do defensively is they try. They are. They try. We got a break. Coming up next, Arizona was in action today. What did the Wildcats do, and how good is Caleb Love? Plus, Indiana and Illinois in a Big Ten showdown. Auburn. Is Auburn fraudulent? We'll answer those questions and more. This is the Field of 68 After Dark. 
from Providence, Rhode Island. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops, odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 158. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark. Let me hear you, Providence. Hey. We even have the Lumpy Dumpers here. We even have a Lumpy Dumper here. He's a famous Providence fan. Famous. For those listening on Sirius, wondering who that is, <laughs> we're at Union Station Brewing. It was a great day for the Friars. They beat Georgetown in Ed Cooley's return game. It got tight, but they won. Let's turn to the rest of the country now. Let's go in the Pac-12. Arizona goes to Oregon. And Caleb Love continues to be great. He was great in this one. A career-high 36 points. As Arizona beats Oregon 87 to 78. You're asking for the basketball, Rob Doster. Why? Because he's gonna kill me. What how what are you gonna blame on Caleb Love tonight? He didn't oh. get 40. What why didn't he get 40? <laughs> oh come on. Can you no, give, no, no. give Caleb, Caleb Love was some awesome? No, 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 no. Caleb Love, listen, man. You were efficient. You played one hell of a game. It was the first one for Arizona in Eugene since 2015. Wow, that's a that? long time. That's long nine time years. for that Arizona program. But Caleb Love, 
put him on his back, and these are the games that you want to see more of. Maybe not 36, but I just want to see more efficiency out of Caleb Love. You want to know why Caleb Love was more efficient tonight? Why? What, more than anything else. Yeah. Kylan Boswell showed up. I know. He had 14 points. Kylan Boswell had he 14 was good. points. That helps. Assists, took yeah. 12 shots, got to the foul line. Balo is good, too. Threes. Like the, to me, I hear what you're saying about Caleb Love's efficiency, and you're not wrong. But when they're getting nothing else out of their backcourt, he has no choice but to go try to make something happen. And on the nights where defenses don't have to focus on just him, he can revert. That's all I'll say is he can revert back to the bad habits, which I get it. Obviously, you've had him for a while. It's hard to get rid of him the in last like five two, months. The last two Arizona losses, you and Kylan Boswell had the same number of points. Made the same number of shots, took the same number may, of points. Hey, he makes a lot more he money. He one, makes a lot more NIL than I probably one did. One more assist than you did. Okay? <laughs> so when you don't have to guard, when you don't pay any attention no, to one I'm guy, like the offense has to run through the dude that can go get a bucket. And when you can help, help, you know, the just, problem is, the problem for me is, I think more should run through Pella Larson. Yes. I really believe that not, when I watch Arizona. Why? Okay. Why do you talk him down? It, he's, I, I don't talk him down. Uh, he's he's just a not, terrific player. But he's like the, he's the, the compliment guy. Uh, you know I don't think like, so. I'm not saying he's got to be averaging 20 a game. I'm saying you got to run more through him. So that he can get twelve and five every night. He's already averaging thirteen a game. Right. Like you don't, I don't look okay. at the end of the day. I, at the I end of the day, Jeff. But Jeff, Jeff, that's look, what I'm saying. What I don't understand is the guy that has made an entire career out of saying they don't have enough point guard play. We need no, point guard I know. play. Boswell's, They're sitting here with the team. That's not. It's going to go as far as they go. He's trying to blame everybody else. I feel like I'm living in a simulation. I agree with that. We've done this with Kai Boswell. I agree with you. When he when he scores zero points, they have zero chance to win. Today he gave them a solid contribution. Yes. Yes. That's all he has to do. Again, he's not going to be the the player that we saw at Cameron. That's not the real Kai Boswell. Also, no, Oregon not very good defensively. No, they're not. I mean, they don't guard. No, but but again, Oregon's probably the third third or fourth best team in the Pac-12. Which I'm not uh, sure what that's yeah, saying. Yeah, I what no, I don't know what that's saying because again, we talked about the ACC getting three teams in, like Pac-12, and I'm going to joke here, but but truthfully, who else other than Arizona today is a lock, an absolute lock to get in? You you know who's getting really really close to that status? Who? Washington State. Washington yeah. State beat Colorado. They're not a lock. They got a win over Arizona. Like, at home. Yeah. They have no bad losses. Shout out to Colorado Kevin Sweeney. Is. Kevin Sweeney talked up the Kyle fight, Smith. The fighting Kyle Smith, man. Keep an eye on him. And Miles the Rice, boots. our guy. Yeah, Miles Rice. All right, let's turn to the Big Ten. Okay. Right. In the Big Ten today, do very quick. Bit, yeah, we do. We, we, we're going to. In the Big Ten today, uh, Northwestern thumped Ohio State. They beat them by 25. Uh, Iowa beats Michigan. That's not surprising. Maryland absolutely crushed Nebraska. That's concerning for the Huskers. But the game we're going to talk about right now is Indiana and Illinois. Illinois beats Indiana 70-62. to 62. Not surprising. Got a little bit scary. But Terrence Shannon Jr. made six free throws in the final minute as the Illini win. Your thoughts on this game? Well, first of all, I've decided I think I could play for this Indiana Hoosiers basketball team. You know why? Didn't you question that? Didn't you, you say they why? might have more talent than UConn? Why do you think? No, I did not. I'll, I'll get to that. Why do you think I could play for this Indiana basketball team? You can't shoot. You can't shoot it. I can't shoot. Yeah. Right. I cannot make a three. You know how many threes they made today? 
The goose egg, zero. And they we, only lost by eight. We've done this over and over and over, but if, if Mike Woodson had put together a team with some shooters and you're in the state of Indiana, so, like, you could probably go down the street and find one. And, and they have none. They have none. So, like, how can you expect to win? The fan base is turning. They're turning on him because it's not just the results. It's how this team looks. And Mackenzie Mbako today – Played more for, which is what he is, right? And he's not going anywhere. Khalil Ware was out. Khalil Ware was out, so you have to play him back with the four. That's what he is. So, actually, they're more effective up front that way. But if you don't – and Xavier Johnson looked better. But you got to make threes. you got to make threes. So, you, you say all this stuff about Indiana, and, like, I get it. Man. They can't shoot. It's the same story. My bigger takeaway from this game is, like, Illinois is not right. There's like I don't know if it's Terrence Shannon is dealing with everything coming back. Of course, and, and all of is that. He's one for fourteen from three. We just talked about this. You really I thought not... he'd come right back and be boom. He it, like nothing ever happened. No, but I didn't think he'd come back and look like Jeff Goodman out there. Like, There's no chance they're making the Final Four. None, zilch. See, I don't. I they're just, a Sweet Sixteen team at best. I, I I get what you're saying. Your your point guard no, play. But I, from... I I get what you're saying. But like at the same time. When I don't get it. You have – So high on them. I'm not high on them, but I just know what they can be when they're at their best. Like when they when – they, No, I agree. They're not. They're not. The guy in the crowd just said they're not a second he weekend team. He thinks it could be a Final Four team. They're not. No, no, that's over. That's over right now. Now they, they, they've got a long way to go. If Terrence right Shannon can get right back, now, that's over right Terrence now. Shannon has to get right back now. to being the exactly. second best player in the country. Exactly. He's not going to do it. He's that's not going to do it. That's He's little, not shooting 40% from three again. You didn't think he was going to shoot 40% from three? He did it for how start. long? How long did he do it for? Ten games. They're just not consistent it's enough. It's a small sample, you know, Rob. You know, you know how many games are left in the season? It's a small how sample. Are, how many games are left in the season? But how this, many games were in his career? Tell me his three-point percentage in his career. Also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you don't understand the players can get better throughout their career. But Unless you can't tell you me. You said this about Devo Davis. Then you get you? Wait, wait, you said this about Devo Davis last year at well, the end of the year. Well, Devo How did Davis, that go? Devo Davis could have been great if he didn't, did have, a, if didn't have a as a coach. Let's turn our attention to a, a top 10 team that now. Had too many prior time beers. Hey, yeah, right. <laughs> and now has lost back-to-back games. A tough week for Bruce Pearl's Auburn Tigers. I don't know if there's an after-dark curse, but. Since we talked to Bruce Pearl. There might be now. Went 0-2. Final score, Mississippi State 64, Auburn 58. It was a Mississippi State type of game. It's what Chris Jans has done. But what is your thought process with Auburn going 0-2 this week? When we talked to Bruce Pearl, what did he say? Uh, Yeah. What did he say? He kind of – I think he knew this was coming. I really did. I think – I mean, he said it before the season. We're probably the sixth best team in in the SEC. Right, they're playing over the head. Everybody's kind of heaping praise on them. They don't have an NBA player. They're good because they play hard. They were sharing the ball early in the season. They weren't turning over a ton. Again, I think he knew this was coming, Rob. Probably, but they've also lost on the road to uh, two good, in like two, two pretty good teams, teams. right? To like right. an Alabama so team. No shame. That's really good, right. and a Mississippi State team that I think is a tournament team. Is Alabama really, really good? Lovely. Are they really good? I think, I think that they are a, a good. Well, to, to find here's, here's my question: like top If you're team. a top five team, which Auburn was this past week, or top ten ish, let's say, shouldn't you go on the road and win one of those? Probably, but what did Houston do when they lost to TCU and Iowa State? 
Is Auburn is, is Houston a top ten team? Yes. Yes. And they lost two games on the road. They did two close games on the road to teams that are like pretty good yep. in their league. Yep. I, I don't hear you. I don't hear you crushing Houston. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I feel better about Houston because I think their defense is elite. Yeah. Yes. Their defense is elite. And LJ Cryer. And I trust their backcourt. Shed and Cryer. And Shed. Well, that's, I trust that, them both. that is the biggest thing about Auburn is that Aiden Holloway, the guy that we saw at the start of the year. Is not the guy we've seen. Now there. he looks like a freshman. Right. They pulled him out of the starting lineup tonight. Yeah. Katie yeah, Johnson started Because he's making four decisions now. Yes. He's and we saw him. We saw him in the circuit. What was he? A chucker. He was a scorer. He was not a guy who you know made what people he is? better. You know what Aiden Holloway is? Go ahead. He is a guy that when he's a junior, is Jared Harper. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And what was Jared Harper when he was a freshman and a sophomore? Yeah, it's fine. He was a little, he was a little more of a pass first guy in my opinion. But yes. So, so quickly, we have one minute. You have twenty seconds to tell me this. Who right now do you trust the most in the SEC? I know who he's going to say. Who? Tennessee. Right? I, I think, think so. You I don't trust the, anybody. You're like, I, well, no, nobody I think, stands I think out. All of the top four teams in the SEC are good. Yeah, they are all they're good. they're all like top ten-ish kind of teams. And who are those top four teams, quickly? Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Alabama's not there. I wouldn't put them in that group yet. I would put Kentucky and Tennessee. I'll say Tennessee. That's going to do it for us on SiriusXM. Friartown, let us hear you. For Rob Doster, for Jeff Goodman, I'm John Fanta. Thank you to Union Station Brewery. Don't go anywhere. The afters are next over on YouTube. And X. thanks for tuning in to Field of 68 After Dark. Hold on, for the for the listeners that are still here with us, we have big news, guys. I'm thrilled to announce that we have partnered with Autograph, a company founded by the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. The Autograph fandom app gives you access to the best college hoops content, fan contests, and exclusive rewards like discounted tickets, all for doing the things that diehard fans already do, following your favorite team in the news and listening to podcasts just like this. When Tom... And yes, I'm calling him Tom. We're on a first-name basis these days. Co-founded Autograph. He had one mission in mind. Change the fan experience for the better. It works like this. You get all the college hoops content you want in one place. Articles from your favorite writers. Pods from your favorite hosts. Content from your favorite creators. The more content you consume, the higher your rank. As you continue to level up its status on the app, you can unlock unique rewards curated exclusively for you. So download the free Autograph app in the App Store. And use the referral code F68. That's F68. Or tap in at the link in the description below to start earning points for doing something as normal as listening to this very podcast. It is really that simple. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.